This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. In this episode, it is the fifth and final one of the RJ experiment. We speak about the importance of creating a nourishing daily routine that keeps living consciously in the forefront of our minds. We talk about the best way for RJ to manage his kids and prepare them for the future. We also hear about his holidays and everything that's been going on with him since the last time we saw him. He also shares what his experience has been like on the podcast, doing an experiment with me, and he blew me away by one of the most unexpected outcomes I could have imagined over such a short period of time. It's just a testament to how amazing this work is. So I said I was going to put in the show notes all the benefits that he received during this experience, and they are There's a lot of them, but I'm not going to because then you might not listen to the episode and I want RJ to be honored and everybody to listen to this episode because it was amazing that he came on here. I'll forever be grateful that he was the first person to do a brain BS experiment and I'm super excited to stay connected with him for as long as he'll allow me to be a part of his life. So here you go. Sit back, settle in episode 174 of the brain BS podcast the RJ experiment, episode five, the final episode. Do you want more out of your life, but not exactly sure what that might be? Are you longing for something, but can't quite put your finger on what it is? That is the universe speaking to you, and it is time to listen up. I'm your host, Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach. I created the Brain BS Podcast to help people define what success means to them and show them how to get it. I help you to let go of fear and doubt and prepare your nervous system for success. I show you how to understand your own energy and to trust yourself to make all the decisions. If you are ready to go inward and stop looking outside yourself for all the answers, this is the podcast for you. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I have RJ here for our fifth episode of the RJ experiment. So we're going to be wrapping up the experiment today, but our work um, together is not coming to an end. We are just um, finishing up on the podcast, but I'll talk a a little bit more about that later. First, let's check in with RJ to see how the holidays were and um, he managed to get sick by the end of them. So we're going to talk a little bit about that too. So RJ, welcome back. Well, thank you, Maureen. It's good to be back. (laughs) Feeling halfway decent. Happily decent. All right. Well, first of all, how was your holiday? My holiday was good. Um, I went and visited my daughter, Brittany, and grandson, Lachlan, in lovely Murphy's, California, and uh, spent a week with them. So a whole bunch of friends and uh, relatives and, you know, had a blast seeing them and spending time. I I got to babysit for a day. Oh, how was that? <laughs> Exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> how old is the little one? 20 months old. Oh, wow. So running around and everything, huh? Yeah, running around. But we went and visited my aunt and, uh, you know, and so she got to see him and played on the play structure, and, you know, and did all kinds of other stuff. But he didn't get his full nap in with, with grandpa and or he calls me Pippi. Um, but, but um, so, so did he you get in trouble for that? That he didn't get his full nap in? Didn't get in trouble. He wasn't too pleased when it came time to have dinner with the uh, with the other grandparents, the great grandparents. 
um, at the pizza parlor. You know, had his little fits and throwing fits and stuff. Well, to he's be agreed. clear, to be clear, I wasn't saying did he get in trouble. I was asking if you got in trouble because I, you. I, yeah, I mean, so. it is what it is. No, I didn't get in trouble. At least <laughs> I didn't get scolded by my daughter for not <laughs> for not making sure. It was one of those ones, you know, you're driving back from uh, uh, Jackson, which is about forty minutes, and he fell asleep, and you know, then woke up and trying to get him back to sleep after that, to you know, just didn't work out. Wasn't gonna work out, huh? So it was a <laughs> successful visit with family and friends. You enjoyed it, and I. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, but I caught a little, uh, what I thought was a cold uh, coming back. You know, when I got home, um, it just felt run down, you know, congested, coughing a little bit more and slowly but surely progressed to where, you know, just, you know, you try to the over-the-counter medication and then DayQuil, the NyQuil, the, you know, other flu remedies and everything like that. And, that still didn't work. And then by Friday, it was Friday, I was going to go have dinner with my son. And, you know, I go to the restaurant and I'm sitting in the parking lot and I'm just, you know, chilled to the bone. And I thought I was going to throw up. This is like, oh my you know, God. I'm, All right. You're, I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest here. I'm yeah. kind of a little puzzled. Because we've been talking all about this mind-body connection, and now you need to listen to your body more and less of your mind. So why did it take? Why were you in a parking lot getting ready to go to dinner, sick as a dog, instead of staying? Because I, you know, because I thought I felt better. I felt good that day, you know. And I, but then by the time I, you know, took a shower, got ready, went went to uh, to Walgreens, picked up the script and everything like that, and got to the restaurant, it was just like. This is uh, no my my body screwed up. Um, my head was throbbing, headaches, you know, and and uh, did you stay so, and have dinner? No, no, no. I oh, okay. you know I did not stay and have dinner. I told okay. him I'm gone. You know, if I eat anything, I'm going to throw up again on you. <laughs> which which she doesn't like. Um, but uh, so I just went home, and then the next morning I went to the clinic and. Ended up having a sinus infection. So been on antibiotics for the last two days, feeling better, at least getting something to, you know, fight the 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 pressure in my head and, and nasal congestion and and so forth. And uh, you know, got another five days of antibiotics to do. Yeah. So I just want to bring this up for your benefit and for the audience. When you have like an underlying illness, like pulmonary fibrosis, it's yeah. like your immune system's already compromised. So when you get something like that, like when you, what you, what day did you, we were, we were going to do an interview last week um, and you were going to yeah. do it anyway. And at that point you were yeah. really sick and you didn't feel good. But until I said, we can hold off on it. You were going to do it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it just, at times I feel good at times. I, you know, uh, at least fu can function, you know, I was still working every day, still, you know, still. But the question is, should you have been, <laughs> uh, you That's know, 
work allows me to, um, if my knees did a nap, I took a nap. All right. So if I took a two hour break, I took a two hour break. Um, working from home uh, for a company out of Singapore. Um, it's not like I have a camera next to me logging in, you know, as much time as I'm working or not working. Um, I got my work done and, and, and then passed out. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. But, um, but the reason why I'm talking about this and I want you to just really hear what I'm saying here is okay. not, not like whether it's creating a new relationship with your body that's going to yeah. get you a different result than you have right now. So it's really honoring your body. And I'm not saying you should have worked or not, and you got your naps in, it sounds like with your work, but I'm just saying moving forward. Yes. You get to really, really dote on your body. You get to really nourish it and kind of baby your body because your body's used to being ignored, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I just want you to just first so you can create something new moving forward and start healing some of the things that you have going on. It's going to require a different approach to how you've been managing your body. I understand. And I, I feel the same way where, you know, I knew something more was wrong that the over the counter medication wasn't, wasn't cutting it. So that's when I went to the clinic on Saturday and got something done, but you know, they tell me they couldn't even do anything with, with a nasal or sinus infection unless it's like 10 days after, you know, you get it. I don't know why, but anyways. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, all right. I'm, I'm not reprimanding you or anything about it. I'm just like keeping, I uh, want you to keep an open mind moving forward, like baby yes. yourself. Like if it was a little loved one that you had that got sick, how would you take yeah. that little loved one? Do that for uh, you. You know, I, I kept on harking back to when you had said, you know, um, I can't remember what, would you allow your children to be that way for that long? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm trying to treat myself as my child. Yes, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. the change that you need to create something new and different. So, okay, so you're on the men now. You had a good holiday season. Did you, yes. so I'm just going to ask because I'm curious. Um, did you tell anybody about your diagnosis, your old friends and stuff? Are they aware of what's going on with you or were you keeping that to yourself? No, they, I had already previously told them since then my trip, you know, other trips that um, I was struggling through and diagnosed with the pulmonary fibrosis. So um, it's it's something that, you know, all my friends in California, all my, you know, buddy, my Y-Town buddies all know about it and, you know, all the family and, and people that I associate with um, haven't told more. <laughs> You haven't told work yet? Okay, well, that's a big thing to throw at me in the last episode when we had a different agenda, but that's definitely something. But, I mean, you get to pace yourself yeah. when you tell work. I'm not exactly sure why you haven't um, told them yet. I mean, it's kind of loaded when it comes to work, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know... I mean, uh, 
categorically, I'm more considered a contract manufacturer or contractor mm -hmm. for them as opposed to an employee because they're headquartered in Singapore and I'm in the U.S. They they don't have a U.S. entity, so I'm you know categorized as a contractor. So as a contractor, do I have to divulge to them my health? No, wellness? I don't think so. I mean, that's what's coming up for me. I feel like it's uh, as long as your um, your performance at work isn't compromised. I don't. Yeah. You're a contractor, so you're not an employee. They're not going to replace you with something happens to you at work. So, yeah. and and you, I trust. I'm guessing that if you become more compromised, then you're going to then you'll talk to them then and share that with them. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've shared it with, there's one other gentleman that uh, the two of us run the U.S. Um, and I have shared it with him. Um, so he's aware of it. So the other, the other guy that I work with in the U.S. knows about my situation. So, but I've asked him not to say anything to the, to any of the headquarters or, you know, any of the people. Yeah. Beyond. I think that's your your choice, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and he's a contractor too. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, another question I have is: yes. Would you say um, going on this trip, were you able to stay, not necessarily because of the work we're doing, but maybe a little bit because of that, but also because of this recent diagnosis? Were you able to really stay present and like enjoy it? in a more intense way, do you think, than you would have normally? Um, you know, I try to probably, I don't know about fitting in more, seeing more people than I would normally, or trying to reach out to people that in some cases I might not have, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I did, I did do that and spend some time with other people that, you know, um went to dinner with his with the family that uh that are great friends and you know uh for they had a early christmas dinner so went to went to their house and uh you know had uh had dinner with their entire family which was you know a dozen you know two families really two brothers you mm -hmm. know and all their their wives and kids and everything like that and and so it was great seeing them. Um, went to lunch with another buddy that I hadn't seen in a while or spent time with in a while. So, you know, yes, I tried to, you know, get around and and see more people. And uh, and how did that know. feel to do that? It, it it was it felt really good actually. It was nice to you know take the time to do things that I wanted to do. Um, you know, still you know, paying attention to my daughter and, and the grandson and, and uh, what they were doing. You know, there were times, of course, when she didn't have him because uh, the father had him during the, the days. Um, so, uh, you know. So are you saying it's possible to have a family and balance your needs with theirs and not just take care of them? You can actually take care of yourself and it feels good to do that? Yeah, my needs come first. <laughs> Yay! That's exciting. Yeah. So no, I mean, I, I, that's the way I have to, I have to put it. Lauren. you know, it's, it's, uh, um, 
you know, in all of our conversations and everything like that, if I don't put myself first, um, I'm not going to be here, you know, for them in the future. Yeah, that is, and listen, that, and this applies to anyone who doesn't even have a diagnosis like you, you have to put yourself first to show up in a way yeah. that you can be really proud of and feel good about to your families or friends or community or whatever it is. So that's okay. So that's, that makes our experiment worth it right there that you're taking care of yourself. And here's the other thing you, you expressed in earlier episodes, regrets that you had about um, your brothers at the end yes. of their lives and not, not being able to be there more, whether you could have been or not, your, your brain's offering you, you know, regret and feeling bad about that. So I think that's really important for the audience to hear too, that you, that, in, okay, so this is going to be really counter, it's not going to sound right, but your diagnosis is kind of a gift in a way to getting you to change the way your relationship is with yourself. And then that's making you more open and reaching out to other people that you haven't really been trying to do that with in the past. So that would sort of be the silver lining of the yeah. diagnosis, right? Yes, yes. You know, doing other things where um, come February, you know, going to go, me and Patrick are going to go see our, our nephew, uh, David, and... Um, and are we going to Memphis or uh, not Memphis? Uh, oh, where's the? That's all right. We'll come to you. It's just it's normal age-related changing audience and RJ, where we have difficulty with word finding when we're in our sixties. It's nothing to be alarmed about. <laughs> but anyways, it's close to Memphis. What's the big city in next? Oh, Memphis yeah. is kind of Nashville. Nashville, Nashville. There, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. All right, we got it. So, and then my uh, my high school buddy uh, Ricky Marsh lives in Nashville, so I put it out there, and now it's you know me and Ricky and Bobby and Mike and Dave Williams and Jack Cunningham are oh, all going to be in Nashville that weekend, and it's the weekend after my 62nd birthday. So kind of throwing all kinds of things together and you know, get together that. and celebration for my 62nd birthday. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. 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 It'll be fun. All right. So yeah. let's, okay. So let's talk a little bit because I kind of made up a list. Yeah. Of, but I want to hear from you first before I do that. I also want to like this episode, I want to talk a little bit about, um, we had spoken in the last episode about how you wanted to come up with like a routine of how to manage all these things that you're like trying to do. Yes. Um, so I think, and also like how, how best to help your kids and like yes. what's, what's the best thing that you could do for your kids um, right now. So, and that will be an ongoing thing because it will, it'll change over time depending on what's going on with you. Um, but really letting them see um, this change in you where you're taking care of yourself, where you're um, reaching out to people more, you're opening up, you're willing to be more vulnerable is probably the greatest gift that you can give them. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, 
you know, on the time wise, I kind of put together, started to put together a, a daily, you know, uh, plan of things I wanted to accomplish in the morning, the afternoon, and the evening. So I'm breaking it down into, you know, of course, each each area I have to have a, a nutritional meal, you know, with all the medication I'm on. I have to have, you know, have a medic. I have to have food with the medication in the morning and the evening. So you know, those are a must. Um, lunch, I I always you know have a, a decent uh, lunch, whether it be just a sandwich or something like that. It's not. It's not a huge meal, but um, you know, some of the sandwich and the salad, or just a salad, or or whatever it may be. Um, and do you feel like that's going pretty well for you? Like, do you do are you doing that consistently? You know, with the yes, as far as meals and everything like um, that, I do that yeah. consistently. Yes, that's okay. that's one thing that I I do on a consistent basis and and have been doing for you know quite some time. Um, and you monitor just, your insulin levels and all that so that you're, so you feel really good and comfortable with that part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. with the meals, with the insulin, with the diabetic diabetes and, and <clears throat> monitoring my blood glucose and, and so forth and understanding, you know, the data that that, you know, my freestyle Libra is giving me and, you know, because it, it's, it's a whole bunch of numbers, but it is, if you understand it and on, you know, um, can can work it, you know. Um, it's it's good information. Um, Are you still now, walking every day? I you know the last probably the last week I haven't, but today I did get out and I walked my half an hour today. Yeah. Um, because I just <clears throat> you know this last week is just I just didn't you know. Whatever time I wasn't working, I was napping or resting. Or I'm really or happy to hear that you weren't walking this week when you were sick. So I, yeah, yeah. there's no guilt there or feeling bad or like you should have yeah. been or yeah, you took care of yourself. So that's a really good thing. Yeah, but uh, today I, you know, I got out and I I put on my calendar or my schedule ten o'clock. Take you know at least you know twenty minutes, half an hour. The walk i walked for 20 minutes and you know there's snow on the uh, four peak mountains in in uh, phoenix so that was cool yeah um but uh the um and i'll i'm trying to you know at least walk in the morning you know walk in the afternoon uh just to get it up and get out of the house and you know get some movement in my body yeah that's uh, good. so uh that um and so uh, let's stop there for a second so with that walking, because I just want to make sure that this is solid in you as a lifestyle change, um, and you can break up the walks. You don't have to have like it all in one walk. You could break it up into yeah. separate ones. But like just that it's helpful to have a thought that supports the feeling that's going to get you to take that action every day. So like one that's popping up for me for you is that walking is non-negotiable with this diagnosis. I have to do it. I, but what works for you? What works for me is yeah. walking. I need to build back up muscle, to tell you the truth. You know, walking is exercise for me to build my my muscle and strength. Um, you know, it's it's not gonna 
you know, better my pulmonary fibrosis. It's going to better my diabetes. It's going to better your heart. It's better my heart. Yeah. yeah you know, your circulation. So, yeah. Your yeah, cardio, yes. everything. It's going to help your lungs. So, yes. So, um, you know, that's, uh, for me, it's, it's the, um, you know, walking to better myself, you know, physically. Okay. And that's enough to keep you doing it. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, enough to keep me doing it until I got damn sinus infection, you know, and then it just sidelined me for a while, for yeah. a week. Yeah. So pay attention. And then when you get into, like, when we come back to the, our um, next meeting at the Brain BS community, yeah. then let us know. And then just be totally honest about everything when we have those meetings about things like this, because then we can help you manage your mind. Um yeah to get back on track if it's hard. Cause sometimes when you haven't been doing something for a long time and then something happens and derails you, sometimes it's hard to get back into the habit of doing it again. And sometimes it's not. So we'll yeah. just see how it, how it goes for you. But it seems like you yeah. understand the value. I don't, I'm not sure you totally understand the value of it from a mental and emotional standpoint, but you definitely seem to from a physical. Yes. And I, you know, outside breathing and getting away from the desk and getting off, you know, out of the chair um, is uh, physically good for me too, you know, yeah. as opposed to sitting here for hours, um, which yeah, is always better. There is a book. Um, I read it a long time. It's been a while, but it's a book about comparing. If you're a person who's sedentary and sits all day, and you walk mm -hmm. like 45 minutes to an hour a day. It's actually yeah. more beneficial to keep moving throughout the day than to do that one 45 minute walk. It's it's better for you. So I like the idea of you breaking it up and thinking of your day in segments and putting short walks in there, I think. And actually that's kind of reminding me to do the same thing. Like I yeah. want to incorporate a little bit more moving around during the day too. Um, because I'm on the computer and, and and working too. So it doesn't have to be a big window of time where you have a huge workout and then you sit the rest of the day. That's not the point is to keep moving. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And, uh, you know, I walked for like 20 minutes this morning and I'll probably this afternoon break away, you know, and walk out another, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Um, and it's just around the community. I mean, it's not... A big huge community or anything like that but it's yeah. you know enough streets and enough ways to go back and forth that you know burns you know easy 20 minute 30 minutes you know if i walk three three times around the block that's a mile okay <laughs> <least> of <laughs> and then that's good like when you're working and you're just trying to create more movement but then sometimes yeah. too on the weekends you could go someplace that's pretty and open and drive there Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in nature where it's like really pretty that can be inspiring too yeah yeah but yeah when i was taking pictures of four peaks with the snow on it i was it was behind the pool on our in our community and everything like that and, and we back up against the an indian reservation <clears throat> but uh you know there are i guess i could walk a good portion of the fence line <laughs> You know, uh -huh. um, uh, but I haven't uh, haven't explored that option yet. Well, you just but. eat. So you're so anytime you're going to do anything different, 
It starts with a thought. Yes. So you just open yourself to the possibility right now of doing that. It doesn't, there's no time frame for when you have to start doing it, but that's like how you begin doing anything different is being open to the possibility of it. So just that's anything dating, the way you eat, walking, exercising, getting a personal trainer, maybe to help you with building muscle. Yeah. So yeah. all, all that's available to you. The only limitations we really have are the ones we put on ourselves. I'm definitely finding that out for myself too. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I would agree with that. Okay. So what about um, like, so we have the Mastering Brambius for Success course that comes with the community and then we have community meetings and stuff and you want to create a daily routine where you're able to remember the importance of living consciously and keeping this at the forefront of your mind because it's a practice for sure it's just like if you go to do pilates pilates only works if you keep doing it when you stop doing it you it doesn't you don't experience the benefits for much longer after you stop doing it. So have you been able to figure out how you're going to incorporate doing and have you considered meditation or doing anything I, like that? You know, I have on my list. So, um, you know, in addition to walking, um, uh, I have an, I got an app called bend. So doing stretching and bending and, you know, they have different, um, um, Uh, you know, whether it's five minutes in the morning or 10 minutes in the afternoon or in the evening or, you know, um, they're all tailored to a a specific amount of time. So I'm going to try to incorporate that in my daily uh, routine. Uh, Then I also have some uh, uh, stretch bands. So more of an exercise using my, you know, muscles uh, in different ways. Yoga, I I would like to explore yoga, but I I haven't put that down. But I will write it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, um, and you can you can explore all this stuff. Like for you, it seems like because the physical is so um, prominent for you, doing physical things that you could include the meditation or listening yeah. to relaxing music or listening to an inspiring podcast while you're doing the walking or the, so then that way you're incorporating it, but you just want to keep remembering how important it is to maintain the relationship you have with yourself and start being open to these new ways of doing things and not get back into your, your old habit of putting everybody else first and not listening to your body. I, I understand. Okay. Yes. Right, so I, you know, in the evening, it's, you know, trying to do pickleball or, you know, exercise, uh, errands, grocery shopping. So, you know, in addition to the, into the nutritional meal or balanced meal. Um, and so we'll get other projects done that I want to get done for the day. Um, you know, in the morning, make a, a, li- a to-do list, you know, which in some cases I do sometimes, but I don't do it on a consistent basis. So mm-hmm. those are the few things I'm I'm going to start implementing in my daily schedule. That's awesome. Cause you're creating some structure, right? 
And yeah, it starts right. good. Like, I mean, you don't want to be tied to it. Like if you're sick or something, you don't follow the structure because then it's not going to benefit you. But having that in place, it kind of, um, it's kind of energizing and organizing and it's kind of empowering. It feels like you have a little control over your day and it's not just like happening to you. And I think this is a really good thing for people who are working from home remotely, who are listening to this. You just, you can't just stay at home all the time and spend all your time there. Like from an energetic standpoint, let alone yeah. physical, mental, spiritual, or emotional, it's just not good for you. You yes. got to be around other human beings, even if you're not talking to them. You got to be in their energy field at the grocery store or walking or or doing something. Okay, so with all that, do you feel like you felt pretty comfortable with your daily routine? Yes. Okay, and then again, yeah. oh, go ahead. Starting a, a better daily routine now that I'm feeling better. <laughs> it's always based on when you're feeling better, right? So, and you're, you're allowed to cough. You don't have yeah. to. Okay. So, okay. So now I want to talk to you um, about the kids and yes. what, um, what you're thinking. Cause you're, this is, this will be an ongoing thing for sure, because right now you're doing pretty well. Um, and hopefully you will be for a long time. Yeah. But like what kind of, um, Things are you thinking about would be most beneficial right now? Like I wrote down, let me see, what did I put here? Um, how can you best connect with your kids during this time? And what what is the greatest gift you can give them at this time? And how can you be the best role model in the situation that you're in? Um, so it was gifts, role model, and what? Connect with them. Um, you know, I have a, an extremely good relationship with all my children. Um, we connect pretty much on a daily basis now. Okay. Um, whether it be, you know, just saying, you know, good night, love you. How was your day? Uh, texting. Uh, you know, with the two people, two of them that live here in Arizona, my my daughter who's visiting my other daughter in California right now, um, but, you know, she is living with me. She's, you know, at her boyfriend's house a lot of the time, but, <laughs> you know, that will, uh, it'll be good to, you know, have her around more. Um, she's the youngest and probably the one I... I, you know, concern the most about uh, the other, you know, old my older daughter, um, Brittany, she's 28, has a child, has a lot going on. Um, you know, she, we have, again, open, open communication. We, you know, talk, you know, at least a couple times a, a week. We text every day. I try to send her um, inspirations for the day. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, just try to get her uh, motivated. Um, okay, before yeah. you go further with that. Yes. You're trying to get her motivated, 
which is good. You're taking, yeah. you're taking care of that's no, that's awesome. Because when you try to do that for someone else, you're kind of doing it for yourself too. So that's a that's a good thing. But I'm just I'm also wondering, like when we're talking about connecting with them, are you like I'm talking about like when I'm talking about really connecting with them, which the kind you're doing is awesome and super important but also like at a deeper level where you're vulnerable and being open, honest and authentic about what you're experiencing and your fears and doubts. And are you able to share any of that with them or does that feel like something you shouldn't be doing? No, I mean, I, I, when I was visiting Brittany, we did have a good heart to heart conversation about, um, you know, what I was going through, what she was going through and, uh, you know, um, cried together. Um, which, uh, you know, she talked to me about some of her um, her anxieties and depressions and, you know, what's causing those. And, you know, that helps her getting, get them off her her uh, chest and, and out so that we can discuss them in the future. Mm -hmm. um, were you able to do the same? Did you, do you feel like you were really able to share your, your fears and concerns or... I mean, I guess, you know, it's tough to say, did I do everything or, you know, I mean, we all know that, you know, I'm going to die sooner or later, you know, um, that's probably the main, the main issue with, with the, myself and the children, um, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, they're, prepared um so I, you know it was tough when i lost my dad at 17 and you know shit i didn't know anything you know um so understanding that some of the things that i went through after that um you know and, and try and impart those that knowledge um with them um you know is important to me and understanding and making sure that you know they know how to uh you know live you know financially good uh, mentally good um it's okay to you know talk to therapists talk to you know support people talk to family um you know reach out to you know friends and neighbor friends and, and people that you can trust. Um, one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, trying to find a group, the a support group for pulmonary fibrosis in the area. And I know there is one. Um, I just have to figure out if it's through the hospital or through a different organization. Um, you know, and, and do they have uh, support groups for uh, family members, you know, like AA has, you know, yeah. the AA people, and then you have the, the yeah. support people for the AA guys, um, <clears throat> you know, and uh, so, you know, trying to see if, if that will make any sense. Um, you know, gifts, uh, just, you know, try to be there as much as I can, you know, um, you know, for them answer any questions that they may have, um, leave them as much, you know, financially as, 
as I'm able to, um, you know, uh, with with the you know created a trust and a will and so forth, and you know got that all set up. So you know, there's no questions about them, you know, not necessarily arguing about money, but you know, at the end, it's it's something that uh, you know it's all it's all in writing you know, my wishes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, so when you were talking about all that, mm -hmm. like the things that were coming up for me is it sounds like you've taken care of the physical yeah. needs and prepared for that, but it got me thinking about, um, some of the things that you regret at the end of, um, at the end of your brother's lives. Yeah. And that, that could be something and you're kind of doing it with this podcast. If they're listening yeah. to it, and if they're not, you should encourage them to listen to it for sure. No, they, they have been listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because then they'll see in this podcast, like what like how what you went through of not not being as present as you wish you were, not um, you know. And it was a difference if they were far away or whatever, but really just about being really present and loving the way they show up as their, as your kid for you during yeah. this time, because that is where the greatest guilt comes from when a loved one dies. It's not about whether they have the money or the systems in place and all that. It's the guilt about what they did when their loved one was there. So like really kind of, um, and also sort of, I do this with my husband, but kind of I do it tongue in cheek, but I'm kind of serious. I'm like, it's okay when I'm gone. I don't want you to feel bad about what you just did because you should, but I'm forgiving you now in advance so that you don't worry about it after I die. Because it is crazy the things we feel guilty over after someone dies. Yeah. Like it could be really weird, random stuff. So I want to bring, I want to come back to the letters again or like audio recordings or something that you can do regularly so that you're so if, and I and also like this is sort of like what you're doing anyway you kind of want to nest and get things in order at this point yeah. and you can really just focus on living your life the best life possible and just that I think is the greatest gift that you could give them yes yes and yes and I have written one letter you did to myself to yourself yes i love that well i don't want you to reveal anything in there that's too private but can you give me an idea of what your thought process was when you wrote it to yourself um I, you know when you when i think of letters i think you know what made me angry or you know with this person what made me happy with this person what did i you know, like to do what I learned from you. What did I, you know, not like you doing things like that, but it all came down to, you know, was I the best person? Was I the, you know, the best dad or the best brother or the best friend, um, you know, uh, you know, people that, you know, we went to school with, um, maybe, you know, someone thought I was a better friend than, than what I was to them, you know, in their mind. 
or you know um you you're going out with you know your your girlfriend and you graduate high school and you know i moved to california and never never reached out again you know okay so like really coming to terms with all these things about yourself that yes. you've done and but also i just want to point out to you that relationships are just thoughts in our head yeah and it's in their thoughts in our head not the other person's so it's what we think about them and what we think they think of us because of whatever we've done or not so when you say yeah. well, this person thinks you were a better friend than you were that's not possible because your friend's own brain is the one that determines the relationship not you you just do it yeah. from your end yes yes i understand and or yes i mean you know you have uh i mean so i i'm i've written a letter to myself good how did it feel to do that good i mean i'm i'm pretty much 50 percent done so far <laughs> okay so you're in the process that's all right <laughs> That's good. And I hope you didn't just do that so that you could say you did it when you came on here. I hope you did it because it really felt like something that could be beneficial to you. No, no. It was something that, you know, it's like when you, um, all right, here's a question. When, when one person is always in your dreams or continually being in your dreams, what the hell is that? Unfinished business. You want to tell us who the person is? No. Okay. We we could talk about that another time in private or whatever if you want and you want to explore that. But if somebody is continuing to show up in your dreams, or even when if if it's not your dreams but you're awake and thoughts yeah. and different things come up around that person, it's because you have unfinished business. You have okay. not, and it and it's not necessarily about anything to do with the other person because you just you kind of just confirm that when you were writing the letter what happens yeah. is it makes you go inward it yeah. makes you go inward to look at how you showed up and how you participated in that relationship and then the more you get used to being honest and open and transparent and authentic the more you can be like that with yourself and then you can be like that with other people because you're not hiding anything anymore we know we don't have to be perfect. It's not possible to be a human with a brain and be perfect. And we all have flaws. I don't care how nice we are or soft-spoken or kind or loving on the surface. We all have them without question. It's a part of being human. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Jackasses driving down the road. It's like, yeah. What the hell? yeah. But if you really get <laughs> yeah. triggered by jackasses driving on the road, you're a jackass driving on the road sometimes too. Well, I, you know, but just watching people just like, where the hell did he come from? You know, Jen yep. Passion, 30 miles more an hour than you are. Probably at some point in your life. Now, I'm not saying like that can be annoying or you could have concerns about safety or whatever. That's different. But if it gets you like all worked up, then it's just the universe is just letting you know that either when you were younger You've been guilty of doing the same thing. I mean, think about it. When you see a car doing that, there might be a real reason why they're doing it. Yeah, no, I mean, I just I just shake my head. I don't, I'm not, you know, concerned more of, you know, I hope they don't 
cause any accidents. Um, but as far as trying to chase them down and stop them and scold them and all that, no, I. Oh God, I hope you don't do that. <laughs> that would be taking it to another level. Um, okay, but you did say something else too that's intriguing to me in there, and I wanted to talk about this anyway. You said that you wrote about things that you liked that I did and things that you didn't like that I did. So can you share a little bit about what you enjoyed in this experience and maybe what you didn't enjoy so much? You know, I think the overall experience, Maureen, um, has been has been great. I don't think there's been anything that I haven't liked. Um, I think that, you know, you've opened up my eyes to, you know, um, the, the Reiki and, and trying to get a session in with uh, um, Amani to get that done, um, which will be interesting. Um, the, you know, chakra, the acupuncture. Hey, my shoulder. Shut up. Is it better? <laughs> what? Your shoulder is better? Yeah. I don't have any pain in my shoulder anymore. Oh, my God. Okay, but like, can I just say something here? Yeah, yeah. That's not just acupuncture that did that. It's the <laughs> work that you've done. Yeah, yeah. You've so I've done, four, I've done four sessions, four acupuncture sessions, yes. you know. You and also I do opened up your mind to the possibility of being healed in other ways. Yes, yes. Um, so acupuncture, thank you. Oh, wait, we're not moving on from the shoulder just yet because you've had that shoulder pain forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. what I mean when I say you can't create a new result if you don't change the way you're thinking first and that inspires you to get an emotion that will get you to take a different action. Yes. Yes. If you didn't, if you didn't do that, you'd still be doing the same old and you would be thinking, Nope, this is just the way it is for RJ Sturgeon at 62 he, or 61. He's just going to have shoulder pain for the rest of his life. I, that's what I thought I lived with. <laughs> oh my God. This is amazing. This is a huge outcome. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know, I'm 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 happy about the acupuncture. Um, I still want to you know try the the chiropractor and physical therapy, you know. But I don't, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. When I roll my shoulders, I'm still hearing clicks and clacks and whatever. But that's just old age, I guess. Well, that's um, okay. But do it the course, the course said the Mastering Brain BS for Success course. Uh -huh. That also is going to be for your shoulder. That's what I'm trying. I still don't feel like you totally get the mind-body connection. Like, they, because you, the acupuncture, yes, you thought differently and it's energetic. But I mean, literally talking about all the stuff that we've talked about, reconnecting with your loved ones, going inward, becoming more aware of your emotions and releasing them is what is making your shoulder better. It's not just the acupuncture. No, I I definitely the stress or the worry or the um, you know, yes, I, I believe it's it's a combination of things, but you know, damn those needles were. <laughs> yeah, but it was trapped emotions that were in your shoulder. Yeah. 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 And 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 don't think that it can't come back. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's like a, it is a combination and it's a practice 
to continue taking care of your your body. But that that's amazing that your shoulder is better. That's really exciting. So yes, there wasn't yeah. anything, wasn't there at least a moment where I annoyed you or asked you to do something or you're just like, oh my God, if she says that again, I'm going to slap her or anything like that? No, I mean, you know. Um, Be honest. I can handle it. You know, uh, trying to think the letters. The letters. Yeah. I will, that which you resist persists, right? So the letters are definitely that person who keeps showing up in your dreams. I would write yeah. that person a nice long letter. Yeah. Again, yeah. not to give it to them. No. It's your no. benefit of if in, if in a world where you felt totally 100% safe and you were able to do it and get it all out of you. Yeah. Get it yeah. out of your head and onto paper and then rip it or burn it. Yeah. 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 Could be a book. <laughs> okay. It could be. Yeah. Kind of starting to get an idea of who this letter is going to, but I won't say anything. <laughs> All right. So um, okay, is there anything else that we should cover for I'm just glad that you have the course. And that we have the community because after doing this experiment with you, now I want to stay connected to people I do the experiment with. And I don't, yeah. and I want to make it affordable so that people can be a part of the community. And then there's always, this is for you and for the audience, there's also opportunities down the road that we could dig deeper and work um, together, of course, for yes. me. Um, to go deeper if we ever wanted to. But I really think that the experiment and the community and the course and the community you could interact as much as you want or not like it's not yeah, a requirement yeah. that you have to but it's pretty cool and the people who come seem to like it and and yeah. really enjoy um being around like-minded people who are imperfect like they are and yeah. finding out that they're not as alone as they think they are or they're they're yeah. and as unique as they think they are so um i think it's great but it's also a process like I had a person come that wouldn't turn on their video at first because they were too uncomfortable, but that was yeah. one episode and now they love the community. So you can't yeah. learn more things about yourself if you don't do something new and different. Yeah, no, I mean, the one, you know, I mean, over the last, you know, month or so, the one time I did join the community, it was just three of us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because sometimes there's not a lot of people. Sometimes yeah. more people come, but I actually yeah. think it's more... Um, like I'm trying to figure out how when it grows to keep small groups because I actually think most people prefer that than being in mm -hmm. a big um, container. So I'm going to break it up and do different groups for people who are attracted to different topics or whatever. But it's all a work in progress. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's a great work, Maureen, and I love the the brain BS, and I, you know, do how the. The experiment that I participated in to, uh, you know, people um, share the links with the uh, with the podcast with them and and let them learn more about me. You know, I mean, it's uh, even you know some of the friends or relatives or you know whatever it may be don't really understand. You know, probably the first two episodes learn more about me than 
they knew about me. Yeah. Um, you know, the entire time they've been in a relationship with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like opening up and getting that stuff out of you to other people is part of the healing process. Yes. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's, that's been great. And, and I, I, I love our connection and, uh, yeah, me too. To the, the, the interaction with the community and the courses and, and, uh, you know, bettering myself, uh, you know, in the, as we go down the years and years and years. Yes. Many, many years ahead of us. So, okay, yes. before I wrap it up, because I just realized I forgot to this paper, these are the things that I um, noticed about you. So I think it would be beneficial right. for you to hear it because we don't always see things um, about ourselves and it's easier for someone right. else to see them. So the, after the first episode, you started walking 30 minutes a day. You yes. began to review the past and reconnect with loved ones. And you recognize that you had been more focused on taking care of other people and not on yourself. Yes. In the second episode, you explored regrets you have about relationships in your past. You started to become more proactive with your health care by developing questions for the doctors. You were facing yes. your fears regarding your mortality. You started playing pickleball. Yes. And you acknowledge that you've been closed off and shut down to new relationships, especially when it comes to dating. Yes. In episode three, you learned about the chakra system and how an unbalanced heart chakra can lead to lung ailments. You learned about the value of listening to your intuition about acupuncture and what Reiki is all about. And you became more aware of how accepting you have been about being in pain with your shoulder and normalizing it into your everyday life. Yes. Until that episode, you didn't even really realize that that pain could be optional. You really believe that it was just a, it was just your life and you were going to have that pain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in episode four, you learned about your human design and yes. how you're wired to navigate in the world. You discovered the best way for you to make decisions. And that frustration is a sign for that, for you, that you're not living in alignment and from your best self. You also became aware of how you tend to avoid uncomfortable emotions and that writing about them is difficult for you. Yes, yes. Uh, manifesting. Yes, yes. And that is how you manifest. You start by thinking about it. Yes. And then starting to take action slowly. And then that that's all. And then in this episode, um, I have to think about it and reflect on it to know for sure. But I'm going to, this episode and the experiment and the write-up, I'm going to put that in the show notes of this last episode. So if yeah. anybody's looking at it, they can see the benefits. I'm really, really inspired to show people how beneficial this work can be. And that really, when it comes down to it, it's, I think, me helping you to reconnect with your community as the best version of you. I, yes, I would agree. I mean, I, you know, I needed someone to bring bring me out of the I guess slump I was in or the my life yeah in isolation a little bit yeah. yeah yeah no yeah 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 even in even if you're like around other people you can isolate yourself emotionally 
So it's like just like taking down the walls and helping people to see that they're doing that and that it's optional and that you can reconnect with because really that's why we're here is to be connected to other people. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. You're a great coach, Maureen. Thanks. I'm so excited that you were there, that I went to Tucson and I didn't go to Bisbee, Arizona, or, or I didn't go to Tucson. I went to Scottsdale. I was going to go to Tucson or Bisbee because Bisbee looked cool. Um, yeah. But something took me to, and it was you and it was this and what we're doing. And it's opened up my eyes and really, really has me more um, determined than ever to get more people to be aware of this work and to get them to experiment. So if you know anybody that you yeah. think you get to do an experiment on the podcast, yeah. send them my way. Cool. All right. Cool. Anything else you want to say? Many more participants in, in the experiment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I took care of you, right? Like emotional yes. safety and stuff. I, we scrapped that first episode because I was worried for you that you said too much. I initiated that whole interaction. So can yes. you just tell people that it's a safe environment and I would never have them do anything that made them uncomfortable or publish yeah. anything that would be bad for them? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with, you know, when we did scrap that first one, you know, as as some of those words came out of my mouth, I'm going, hey, you know, to get paused or But you didn't say but, that, right? I know I didn't say that. And, would you and, now, though? If we were doing it now, do you think you would feel comfortable enough to say, wait, I wish I didn't say that? Can we? Um, yes, that? yes. You know, I mean, it's, it's just that, you know, maybe um, do you always have a... Because you know, you know, when we started this, I didn't know what what the hell was going to happen. I didn't know what our conversation would would really be about, or or you know what would spew from my mouth. Um, and and sometimes that you know you say things, and then it's just like that that regret where you know even in life where you know we say things and we don't mean them, but you can't take them back or that person can't unhear them. Um, you know, so yes, uh, definitely a um, safe environment that you have provided. And uh, I, I loved it. Good. I loved having you on it. And also just for the record, even if we had to scrap another episode while we were doing this, because you didn't catch it in the moment that you said something, I mean, honestly, yeah. it was my intuition that led to me reaching out to you because I was like, mm. so I'm always willing to do that for anyone who comes on the podcast to do an experiment. Yeah. And then the other yeah. thing that I'm offering too is anonymous experiments. So okay. people can come on and I do one to three. I'm going to stick to three sessions now instead of five. Yeah. So three yeah. sessions and they could come on just with me. We don't... Um, air the interview and I just do a recap of what the person learned, a synopsis, they approve of it. And then I can um, share that in an episode by myself. So that's another option for people because people are really scared to be open, honest and authentic. We're so used to having masks on and hiding and being so worried about what other people think of us. So I have to really, really baby the people who come on to make sure that they feel taken care of and for them to know they can trust me. Yeah. No, and I I feel that I can trust you, and uh, um, and I feel good enough to put myself out there, 
I'm confident enough in, in who I am that uh, the people that know me will accept will accept me regardless of what I say or or you know talk about on these on these podcasts. Um, but I, I I thoroughly have enjoyed the experience and and will continue to uh, um, enjoy the uh, the community. Awesome. The brain community. Yeah. All right, audience. Um, again, RJ, it's been awesome. I'm glad that we're going to stay connected. I'm looking forward to the next year. And um, audience, I know you learned something valuable here today. I'll see you next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Brain BS Podcast. I hope you really learned something here today that can be helpful and that you can apply to your own life. If you find it useful, I would appreciate it if you gave me a five-star review at Apple Podcasts and shared the podcast with everyone you know so that I can reach more people and help them to learn how to live consciously and live the life they really want. If you'd like to be on the podcast, you can email me at mkcoachllc at gmail.com or message me on Facebook. Until the next time, 